Ciao, and welcome to Meet Us in Paris. I am Nicole, your host. And I'm Zen, your co-host, and welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the par- the podcast about all things travel. And with us today is a special guest, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hi, I am so excited to be here. This is so exciting. I love always having my chats with Nicole on the side, but now having this chat with Nicole and Zen is even better. <laughs> Ooh, good. We're, we're so excited <laughs> to have you. <laughs> Uh, we're your hosts for this ex- exciting journey today, uh, where we're going to explore the world a little bit from a different perspective. It's not just about the destination, it's about the experiences, the people, and the stories that make travel so incredible. And today we have a fantastic episode lined up for you. Um, so we're about to uncover the secrets of an expert in the art of traveling. Not just me, but I actually brought someone else with us today. Kayla's going to mm-hmm. tell us more about her experience. Yep, more is better. And that's why we have Kayla with us today. (laughs) Kayla also is a travel planner extraordinaire who specializes in crafting unforgettable group trips and adventures. We can't wait to hear more from her. And why are we doing this, you might ask? Well, we want to learn all her secrets, of course. And we're about to embark on some exciting upcoming trips. And who better to guide us than someone who's made travel planning an art form? So stick around as we pick Kayla's brain, unravel the mysteries of her travel planning expertise, gain insights into creating the perfect group adventure. But as always, before we start, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, and notes by Nicole. Looking for a new career? Check us out at ce.uci.edu for our career boosting courses. Looking for some trip ideas or getting the most from your vacation? Check out Notes by Nicole at n-o-t-e-s-b-y-n-i-k-o-l dot com. Okay, let the um, questions begin, right? (laughs) Yeah, let's let's start picking questions here. Um, so Kayla, I don't, I don't know that many people maybe know about you. So why don't we start with, uh, you telling us about you and who is Kayla Bar Travel? Okay. Actually, can I get more basic? How do you two know each other? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that story first. And then we'll go into Kayla Bar's travel. Sure. Uh, well, Kayla, do you uh, want to yeah, sure. So Sorry. Nicole and I obviously... <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, So Nicole and I met um, because we have, you know, we became travel advisors roughly around the same time with the same company, um, travel agency. And Nicole reached out to me because she saw um, a post that I did of welcoming, welcoming myself to the, to the agency. And, you know, she wrote to me saying, oh, I'm, I'm also in South Florida. Why don't we connect and get together? Um, And just like, you know, chat and see how we can trade, you know, ideas. And I had been in the travel planning a little longer than Nicole has. And so she just wanted to pick my, my brain at the time. But, you know, as time went on, I feel like I've learned so much from Nicole and we just kind of have this really great um, friendship now that we can talk all things travel. And, and also we have, you know, being from South Florida, we have a lot of, you know, similarities in how we do things um so yeah so we we kind of connected virtually and then we met up for coffee and it was great 
Yeah. It's the art of networking and yes. stalking people that are nearby you and have the same, <laughs> the same likes and, and, you know, it's not the, it's not often that you find another person who has the same passion and actually mm-hmm. doing something about it and creating the whole business. So yeah, I was definitely stalking you and I had so many <laughs> questions. But <laughs> stalking in a you good way. <laughs> no, no, I think it's yeah. Nicole, I've, you know, I always say to myself that I would want to do that more and really reach out to other people. And, um, but you, you did that, you took that step. And and so I thank you because now we have, you know, this, this friendship and we're here and we're talking about it and yeah. sharing, you know, our passion with a lot of more people. So, so I think, uh, so I do appreciate you doing the reach out because, you know, I, I sometimes, get a little too busy and I always you know you reminded me to take it back and and really connect and and keep it going <laughs> yeah no problem happy to to connect you um, <laughs> and connect with new, new people um but yeah I think what stood out to me the most when I was learning about you is that you seem to have like a cool system um and already a lot of street cred and what you were doing so now i really want to i want to ask kayla to tell us more about kayla bar travel okay now we have a Her. setting okay <laughs> <laughs> so so kayla bar travels well kayla bar travels is just little me kayla from from miami um but it kayla bar travels kind of came out of me just really pushing the limit on who i wanted to be and what I, what made me happy. Um, and throughout all the different kind of experiences that I have had in, in, in my life with work specifically. Um, and the common denominator was, you know, traveling really was always present and was always, you know, the main priority that I wanted to focus on. So mm-hmm. Caleb Bar Travels is, you know, a girl who really prioritizes what makes her happy and traveling is that for her. Um, but the idea of it is for anyone to find what does make them happy and they can do it as long as, you know, they prioritize that and not what they think they should be prioritizing. Um, so, yeah, so Caleb by Travels is just little me who likes to travel and share her stories and um, experiences with people and really, you know, help people get to what they want to do specifically in, in travel because I know a lot of people hold back and have a lot of, uh, you know, they, 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 they really don't just say, okay, I'm going to do it. They kind of make up a lot of excuse, excuses. So I'm, Caleb Bar Travels tries to let you not make the excuse and actually take the leap and, and go for something. <laughs> and I'm sorry, my dog, my dog is staying next to me. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> Love it. She, she, she's, she's a fun one. She loves to interrupt me. <laughs> Good dog. She's a rescue. She's, oh, okay. a, she's a rescue. I got uh, twelve years, uh, almost twelve years ago now. So I've had her since she was a baby, and she's oh. been my constant uh, little little supporter. She's gone on some trips with me. <laughs> um, oh, we'll have to ask about guess. that too. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy, but yeah, I think it could happen. <laughs> well, so l- awesome. let me ask you. So, so you know, we know a little about Nicole's background, but how how did you get into becoming a travel advisor? So I got into becoming a travel advisor because with my Caleb Bard Travels page, I on Instagram page, I 
you know, at a young age around in my early 20s, I was kind of looking at everyone's trips. And I said, Oh, my gosh, like, I want to do this. And but I don't have anyone to do it with. And my family can't go my friends can't go work, PTO, all these things were kind of in my mind. But I took a leap um, one day. And I said, you know what, I'm not gonna wait around, let me just go on a on a on a trip by myself, a solo trip. And as soon as I got back and after I started posting photos and just talking about my experiences little by little, not because I was intending to do this, little by little, people kept asking me, hey, where, where is that? Where, where did you go? Where did you stay? Mm. This looks incredible. Um, wow, I want, I want to travel like this. Like, wow, you're inspiring me. And this was very, very early on. And I'm talking old school, not even thinking about taking a good photo. It was just really me and the experience and being very organic and raw. Um, in my mm-hmm. storytelling through the ins- through Instagram and and just word of mouth with my friends. Um, and so little by little, I started doing more trips and more trips. And I the amount of people who would reach out to me to just ask for my opinion or recommendation, I was like, hmm, maybe I should monetize this <laughs> um, and 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 do it that way because you know, if I can monetize it, I can do it even more and then inspire people to do it more. And um, that's kind of how it started. It really started from me just really wanting to explore and live my life versus waiting around to live for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it just kind of fell into this really cool business that I'm passionate about because, you know, when you talk about, you know, working all day, I'd rather be doing this, you know, <laughs> than and helping other people. Um, than, you know, sitting at something that I'm not really happy about. So yeah. um, it, it ended up being really, really great. And I'm very happy doing it. <laughs> so that's how it happened. <laughs> Word well, of mouth. Like it sounds like a familiar story. I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like my, my background was pretty similar to that. But it's, it's always so rewarding when people come to you for something that you're really good at and that you enjoy and that you can help, you can help with. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think, I think when when you have the confidence to actually tell somebody about your experience, good or bad, right? I think that's yeah. that. I think people really gravitate towards that. And if you keep it really real, I think it's 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 a no brainer. Um, yeah. So so I definitely saw the 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 ability to. MJ, can you stop? Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I saw I saw um, I saw the ability to, of, of really helping others, but also helping myself get to a place that I could be happy doing what I do, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you've traveled oh, a lot of places. I, I want to hear her. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say, I want to hear, I want to hear the dog. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> the little MJ. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's Sorry, Zen, go for it. She's giving me oh, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I think this is one of the funny things that I think we ask lots of different people is everyone has a different thing. But um, when you're traveling, you've been, we've seen, we know that you've been to uh, Beijing. We, we know that you've been all over the world. Um, what's mm-hmm. the one thing you can't travel without? What's the one thing you have to have with you? It's at- such a good Yeah, no, that's such it's such a good question, because you have, you know, the normal stuff, like you need your phone, you need things like that. But after traveling for 
you know, to a lot of different countries, like you mentioned, I've been to over 40, I think, at this point, um, and many, many different cities in those countries. What I realized the most is it's kind of having <laughs> it's it, a lot. I know people know this, but always having a copy of your passport is mm. so. And the reason I say this is because I was on a trip and I took a photo <clears throat> of this beautiful alley in Venice and I looked at the photo and at the time I was working for a magazine. I was, I was a creative director for a magazine. And so I have an attention to detail and I looked at the photo and I go, something's off. And I zoom in and I realized that there was a passport laying <gasps> on the ground. No. Yes. And instead of just leaving it there, I obviously was my, in my past life, I must've been FBI or something, but um, <laughs> I, I went, I went towards the passport. I picked it up. It was an American passport and I looked at it and it was this young girl. She had just, the passport issue date was just like a week or so right before. Oh. So this was probably her first time ever leaving the country. And, oh, no. instead of, and so I was like, oh my gosh, this poor girl. Oh, I hope she has a copy of her passport. You know, that's like the first thing yeah. I had. And I'm like, how am I going to find her in Venice? And if you've ever been to Venice, it is these winding streets in these yeah. canals. You don't know from your right. And but I made it a mission to try to find this girl. Wow. Crazy me. I go, she couldn't have gone that far if I just saw the passport. I don't know. And probably about 30 minutes later, I was about to give up and just go to the, uh, the embassy or whatnot. And I see her. And so wow. I went up to her. <laughs> I, I randomly called her name. And she's looking at me like, I'm crazy. Who is this girl who knows my name? And I said, hi, excuse me, are you? And then I said her name. And um, she's like, yes. And she was with a friend. I go, um, how long have you been here? And she's like, oh, I've just arrived. <laughs> and I go, oh, wow. and mind you, she's just giving me all this information. And I go, number one, don't do that. But I had that conversation <laughs> with her afterwards. <laughs> and I said, and I said um, do you mind um, uh, showing me your, your passport? The girl reaches into her bag, can't find her passport, obviously, because I have it. But she was willing to give me her passport. So that's another thing, too. And so I pulled it out of my bag and I said, here's your here's your passport. Do you have a copy of it? And she goes, no. And I said, well, if I wasn't who I am, I could have left it on the floor. I could have fallen into a canal. Um, I wouldn't have been able to find you. And you probably don't know how to get back home. Or sort yeah. it out. So one of my biggest. So you things went that total mom on her. You just oh, totally oh, went I, mom I, on her. <laughs> mom on her, and I was like, "This is your first time." I sounded crazy. <laughs> the person that I was with, was like, "You're going too hard," and I was like, "No, she needs to learn because I don't know anything about this poor girl." No, so so that happened. So since that day, that's like my number one rule for people. I'm like, I give them a digital <clears throat> copy of their passport. And I also have them print it, and I and I go as crazy enough to have them take a picture of it to show me that they did it because wow, you just never know. Um, I've had cases of people losing their passports, so luckily they have the reference of it. Um, so that's a big one that I I know it's a it's a long answer, but it, the story just fits. Um, yeah. That's a big one, and then you know I always travel with a <laughs> it sounds silly, but I always travel with a, a microfiber towel that you can 
pack up really small and take anywhere because you never know when it's something's going to happen as far as like rain or your shoes get wet or I don't I don't know something that happened to me that I'm just like think I'm so happy that I have this random towel (laughs) that packs up really small so that's a little tip that I tell people to always travel with something that they can uh, easily dry themselves off with that dries pretty quickly it's hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah, have yeah you ever I the hitchhiker's, guide, hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They say you need to carry a towel yeah. with you at all time. Oh, well, there you go. Really? There you <laughs> yeah, go. It's, so that's, it's that's, a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it, it sounds crazy, but trust me, it's it's come in handy quite a bit in all my travels. And I take it I take it with me. It's, it's one of the first things I pack. <clears throat> Actually, I just have it in my, my main backpack. <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. i feel like you can use it even as a like a blanket if oh, that yeah. was the case mm-hmm. you know absolutely that's such a great little hack I've been, it's so practical. Cold, I've been on some cold buses and not have exactly not my my sweaters with me because they're in in the carry-on or whatnot so having yeah. so having that is definitely a plus so I think you were just talking about how you give recommendations really easily to even strangers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and You're that. I, <laughs> I would have been so happy to be that stranger and like, I well, feel she like started that would have really changed my life. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one thing is to like organize a trip for yourself or give mm-hmm. that recommendation. And another, I think is completely different to like organize something for a, a group of people mm-hmm. or even someone else. And right. when I, I think the first step of becoming a travel advisor is like believing that people will be okay with what you tell them to do and like pay you for that. Um and so sometimes it's it's really easy, right? It's like mm-hmm. a hotel stay. It's a destination you know really well. But I'm interested in knowing what has been the most difficult destination you've had to plan a trip for that wasn't yours, that you were managing from the distance and like, why was it so hard? I would have to say this actually happened pretty recently. Um, I had to plan a, a trip to Greece and it was in a weird time period because some um sometimes places like Greece they have like off periods and a lot of their hotels are closed um, yeah stores are closed things like that and it's very hard to kind of communicate with them at the time and mm-hmm. this um it was it was actually for a honeymoon but they were tapping tagging along to a wedding that they had to go to so they were it was and it was kind of last minute they were like oh you know we have this impromptu wedding why don't we just make this our honeymoon as well And it was, and I didn't know them. So it was kind of me trying to gauge them as well um, at the same time. And when Mm. it's kind of last minute and you don't like to build, I like to build relationships with the people I'm planning trips on. I know that, um, you know, it it sounds a a, a little crazy to befriend all the, all the people that kind of reach out to me, but at the end of the day, it does really make a difference once you kind of have that, uh, friendship if you will with them and really just get to know them on another level versus just talking about their trip and budget and things like that so i do mm-hmm. take my time with with my with with my clients but um with this specific couple i didn't have the the luxury of doing that and explaining to them that you know they wanted to do this beautiful greece honeymoon and 
you know, tag along with the, the wedding at the end and not have the hotels that they would uh, essentially would want where they yeah. weren't open, things like that. So it was, it was quite a challenge and just communicating uh, overseas and really trying to find that, that was a big one for me because I really wanted to make it happen. And, and it, it, for me, it was just hard, um, harder than, than anything else I've done actually recently. Uh, just, I think, time difference, trying to get a hold of anybody, getting the best rates, um, checking the rates with other, you know, outlet, like different, you know, outlets and things. So it, it yeah. was, it was definitely a challenge, especially when people do things so last minute. Um, yeah. But, but it happens. So, you know, you talked about solving it. Was there, did um, anything special come out of it? Like, for example, were they surprised or did you manage to throw in something at the last second that they weren't expecting or? Yeah. So, so I always, no, no, um, (laughs) no, it's a good question because, well, one, a a good thing that happens after it, that everything went great, which is amazing, which then someone on their trip uh, at the wedding asked them everything that they did. And I ended up getting them, uh, getting a client from them. So what they referred me. And so I am now planning another honeymoon (laughs) um, for this other couple that are friends with them. So, uh, which is great because I do like having, you know, friends of uh, people refer me and, and then I can actually say like, Oh, your friend did this. Like you might like it. You know, it's, it's an easier conversation um, mm-hmm. getting clients like that. So, so that was a big plus that I did get another uh, referral from, from them. Um, but they really, really wanted to go on this specific boat in Mykonos and do like a sunset situation. Yeah. And like I couldn't there was it was just like impossible to get a a a boat that just had just for two it was all group boats um and at the end of me calling and calling and calling I had a a person who from Athens that I was like the hotel that I was reaching out to for Athens say hey um this other I know you were looking for all these things as I ask everyone, like I go crazy and ask just to make sure I can get it done for my client. They're like, Oh, this, this other couple just canceled. They missed their ferry to get to Mykonos. Your client can take their reservation. (laughs) So it wasn't really me, but at the end of the day, it kind of was because I just tapped into everyone I connected with while I, uh, while I was planning the trip in Greece that they remembered me and gave me that call to give me a heads up that my client could have something that they really wanted, which was a a private tour versus a group tour. So that was a good one. That's amazing. And they were very happy about that. <laughs> so what's wow. the secret to making a perfect vacation for somebody? Is there some I, kind of secret? or I think I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's kind of just really getting to know them and mm-hmm. letting them get to know you. So I'm not just their travel planner. I'm Kayla. Like I've, I, I tell them about my experiences, and they get to know me. They ask me questions. I ask them. It's not just, <clears throat> oh, um, where do you want to go? Okay, Italy. Cool. How many days? It's it's not like that. It's definitely more, uh, a, a relationship building, and it just makes the trip so much more special to them because they know that I cared. It's not just. copy and paste like I really heard what they wanted and what you know 
and and really put my heart and soul into it because at the end of the day that is what i want it's not it's not for money it's not really for that because i i love giving people that experience and then they can talk about it just like i can talk about my experiences so so i think it's really building relations that's the secret like you really get to know these people i get on zooms with them i don't just send an email i have you know a zoom meeting with them i talk to them i you know we chat through texts and it, they become friends with me on Instagram. It just becomes a little bit more um, as a relationship versus just, Hey, I'm your travel planner. Here you go. Here's your PDF. Go have fun. It's yeah. definitely more um, involved is what I would say. Don't you almost feel like you're kind of a therapist at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> because I like one of the concepts that we learned at Fora, which is the, the agency mm-hmm. where and I met is and like I really like the concept like this concept that they they kind of shared with people who are you know building their business um which is like we're we're essentially matchmakers mm-hmm. and a matchmaker mm. between a hotel and the and the guest and they're in your your client right and a matchmaker needs to know everything about you, your preferences what what you enjoy the most what would be something that's really surprising so I think Sometimes it definitely feels like you hear everything and more because those people are going to tell you, right? Like, especially for honeymoons, I don't know how you do that because that's like the, the, the one trip in your lifetime, right? That's so special. It is. Uh, of like, I don't know, like he likes to sleep, I don't know, on the left side of the bed. Like, I don't know. I like to really like fluffy bed. No. I was like I don't know all of those things I'm sure come up Nicole, in your you bring up uh, you bring up a, a great point because that does happen in those conversations specifically with the honeymooners they have so, sometimes it's funny just listening to them it is kind of like matchmaking and therapy if you will oh my my husband just wants to sleep in and I want to go and take pictures at you know the I don't know. Right. So um, it's kind of finding how they can both work it out within the honeymoon that makes them both happy. Mm-hmm. Right. So so it is trying to get to know them, um, like you said, and, and really play matchmaker to the trip. So it's putting these two different people who are, you know, going to go on a, on a trip together, but trying to place them in a way that and pick things that they both will enjoy and have that, you know, balance. Um, and it's not just, you know, one or the other. Right. So yeah. uh, I've, I've had people say to me, Oh um, yeah, he doesn't eat breakfast. So there's, so I don't, I, I don't think we can, ha- we should have the breakfast in the hotel. Oh, oh okay. But it's included. <laughs> I found you one that's included. So if you do decide to wake him up in the morning, you can't, you know, things, it's just little conversations like that and being funny with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, to your point, it is playing matchmaker with the trip. <laughs> yeah. That's always a fine balance. You it have it, to it is definitely a balance. <laughs> and it's, um, it's different for larger groups too. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you're currently for like our listeners that might not be super aware, but you're kind of leaning more towards also doing group trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think it's really interesting. You told me about it over coffee, but I think Zen would love to hear it in our listeners yeah. as well. So I I started my journey by jumping in on group trips. And 
it took it took a while for me to put myself out there and do it and go as a solo traveler on a group trip. And since the day I did it, I haven't turned back. I've done quite a few on my own um, personally. And little by little, as I was doing them and just seeing how it worked um, and, and seeing how people were just so thankful that they were able to be on a trip and not feel alone and meet people mm-hmm. at, at um, with their same kind of like very like-minded people. They were there for the same reason. Uh, if believe it or not, a lot of people, you know, a lot of the group trips that you go on, they'll say, I was so scared of being alone. And the last thing I am is alone. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, and, and so while I was seeing that and, and doing all these trips, I would really, f- I was hyper-focusing on, you know, the guide and how they would set everything up and how they would handle situations. And, mm. Um, I sometimes, you know, as, as I said earlier, I kind of step in sometimes and give people my, (laughs) um, and a lot of, you know, people that I met, they're like, wow, Kaylee, like you would be really good at this. And I started just thinking about it being like, oh, but I'm not, you know, I don't work for, um, a group company. I don't, you know, I, I have a whole other life, you know, I, I travel for myself and yeah, now I'm booking trips for people, but I didn't think of group trips of me being, the main, like a host and and really mm-hmm. focusing on that. And I guess I manifested it, but I, I a, uh, a group agency reached out to me because I speak so positively on my channels about group travel. They reached out to me and said, are you interested? And I said, oh. this couldn't have fallen in the, it, it was just perfect. I was like, wow, I really manifested it. And, and it's become such like a big part of what I do now. Because it it really does, and it it puts me in a place that I can really speak to it, and I can give people my honest opinion on how these things work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've and I've and I'm super happy that I'm doing these now because a lot of people are seeing if I can do it, they can do it. Uh, because you know why not? And and it's just become easier. It, it, it becomes a thing that it's just like, I always tell people it's turnkey. You don't have to stress about it. I take care of it for you. Just like mm-hmm. when I was doing the trips, everything was take care, taken care of for me. Um, so, so if I wanted to join one of these trips, mm-hmm. then you're like the host and you're organizing everything. And all, all I would do is just pack my bag and show up. Pretty much. Yeah. And wow. yeah. So essentially the way that the group trip works is the, you get to pick if you want, let's say if you want to go to um, Costa Rica, right? Mm-hmm. There is a ton of different group trips that go to Costa Rica. Um, but you, you, you kind of, as a, as a traveler, you kind of look and see, okay, what is the main spots that people would want to do? And let's say if they want to just, they can only take <clears throat> seven days, right? On a trip. Um, okay. So that's seven days. It's that's, they're going to hit up three places those the hotels are taken care of the transportation between those cities are taken care of the main attractions activities are taken care of most meals are taken care of uh Ooh. you have a you have a guide a, a a a professional guide with you at all times um and it's just you just click and you go and you show up at the airport and they take care of the rest um and i think group trips you know for certain countries a lot of it is intimidating so yeah. Um, I think I always geared people towards like, oh, you know, you've always wanted to go to Morocco, but you're scared to go. Well, you can go yeah. on a group trip with 10 other 
amazing people, plus me, plus the guide, and everything's taken care of, it's a no brainer, right? And a very affordable price. So um, it, it, it really is the simplest way of traveling, especially if you just want to really get out there and see a lot and not yeah. because people don't travel. A lot of people don't do not travel because they don't want to plan it. They're scared that they're going to do it hmm. wrong. They're scared. They're scared that they're going to get there and not know what to do and miss out or spend too much time looking at their Google maps to get to, you know, the, the church that they wanted to visit. Right. Yeah. With a group trip, it's already planned out for you. You don't have to, you really just wake up and go and experience there's, it, it, you don't waste time trying to sort it out. It's sorted for you, <laughs> which, many, which I think is great. And a lot of people now, like, I don't, I, I, I've talked to so many people and they're like, what's a group trip? And I'm just like, Oh, sit down. Let me tell you. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they go and they're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I wish I would have done it sooner. And I go, you and me both, you know, like I, I was actually asked by, um, there's this brand, uh, this company called Contiki. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yep. my, yeah. And it was my first, um, group trip that I did with them. And it's between the, they only allow people from the ages of 18 to 30, um, to 35. And they reached out to me cause I'm at, I'm at the end of my Contiki run. I will <laughs> no longer be able to join, unfortunately. Okay. But um, they did reach out to me and they've gotten a lot of um, content from me from past Mm -hmm. trips. And they said, we would like to do a post and show your content and all the trips you've done. What um, what's one thing you would have told yourself, you know, back then when you did your first Contiki? I I wish I would have done it at 18, started at 18. I would have probably been to every single place in the world already. Um, So I think I. So I actually like to talk to younger people to do group trips as well. Yeah. Because it's a great way for summer to go and experience. And then they, you know, I, I think it's it's such a great experience. And they meet people. And then guess what? Now you have friends in Australia. Now you have friends in yeah. um, Canada. You have friends in Europe. And I've stayed friends with a lot of people that I've met on my group trips. And I've actually stayed and visited and vice versa. They've come to Miami and stayed with me. It's just, it's an incredible experience. That's awesome. That's, that's, a, I'm there? very passionate about it. So I, and now that I get, yeah, to, I know. Now that I get to host my own trips and people can come travel with Caleb Our Travels, it's just, you know, it, it, it's such a dream. Yeah, no, you're you're selling me on on your trips right now. Um, that's hard to do, by the way. <laughs> I know it's hard to do because I usually have an agenda for myself, but for I someone know. to change my mind, that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Zen. Does this sound like something you would want to do? Except for the part that I timed out 15 years ago, sure. Oh, <laughs> no. <you said> <laughs> no, so so when you time, Contiki. That's Contiki specifically. But if you travel with me and my group trips, there's no age limit. No, my I'm last, just kidding about my last that. Yeah. <laughs> I had my last I, group trip. Yeah. Every, everyone's a different type of traveler. And the thing is that now, now I have a family. And my wife is passionate about mm-hmm. traveling. And my kid, mm-hmm. the best thing is my kid is uh, 
she's passionate about traveling as well. So the thing is, like, Ooh, we awesome. come as a group, which is really great. But right. my daughter's been actually to more countries than she's been to states. And mm. So, you know, wow. and so that so wow. she's she's In a here. great. <laughs> Oh, she's a great traveler because she loves hotels. She loves planes. She likes trains. She mm. she just likes seeing things new. She likes learning. And so I have a great time. I've done solo in the past. Um, I I it, it's not my personal thing. I'm I'm needy. What can I say? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah. And and to your point, everyone is is a different traveler. Right. There's so exactly. many different. Don't have to stick to one thing, absolutely. Right. But probably when I was um, when I was younger, I would have done something like that. I I, I don't know if it was available back then, but um, I would definitely do it now. So, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't do it now, but I would have done it back then. Backwards, the other <laughs> way around. So, so of all the places you've been, you mentioned over 40 different places. What what was your favorite out of all the places, or most surprising? Uh, Give us. That's a loaded question. They're all loaded questions here. I know, I know. I just can't pick. I I really love, you know, every place that I've been to. I really love something about it, right? Like, um, I would, I, I can't say I haven't liked a certain a specific place. Um, I've, I've truly found the beauty in all the places and that I've been to, um, but I. Something that surprised me. Trying to think, you know, on it, you know, what what's what surprised me recently the most is Morocco. Actually, it's one of those places that I never thought that I would say, "Oh, I would," you know, I want to go multiple times, right? Um, And I've now been twice. And after leaving the second time, I go, I would do this again. Like I wow. would, I would come back and 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 spend more time here and maybe do a couple other things. Um, but I was very surprised with how much I I um enjoyed it and and the people I was with as well were very much surprised too. So I think for me, just seeing the the reaction to people being like, wow, like I didn't know this was gonna be like this was this this surpassed my expectation, um, was 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 a big one for me. Um, and and what also, was it I about also, Morocco? What was it about Morocco that I, draws you back? I think people, yeah, I think, I don't know why, but um, a lot of people, I think, and just in conversation, and this is just my opinion, were kind of, oh, I don't know. It might be a little, you know, not safe or scary. I, I, I don't know. They just, people, it's not like their number one place to go to. they it just hasn't been, especially in my conversations. But surprisingly enough, I think it's one of the safest places to go to, um, especially even as a female traveler. Um, it's very safe. Uh, the people there are just so nice and accommodating. Um, and and they're really just so happy you're there. Like they mm-hmm. are excited that you have come to their home to visit. So they really, they, you can just see the gratitude and, and, and the experiences that I've done in Morocco, you know, I do go to the nomads and, and, and spend the day with them wow, in the middle of, in the middle of the desert and the, in the mountains and things like that. And, and they're just so happy to sit there and make you tea and talk to you and show you how they live and just really spend time with you. 
Um, also, when you go into a Riyadh and it's a family owned Riyadh, you know, you have you see the children there, you see the, 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 the mom and the aunts and the brothers, and they're all just so happy that you're there and they really just welcome you. It's very nice. It's not just, oh, you just check in and you leave. No, they like actually take care of you. They want to talk to you. Um, I think it's just a very nice place to visit and the culture is just incredible and it's, it's, it's a great place. Cool. But I would have to say, I would have to say now that I'm thinking about it, I'm obsessed with Italy. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a, that I, I haven't found someone who is not in some level obsessed with Italy in some way. And I, and what, I yeah. What I, about it is, is so interesting to you? I, I think, I think it's because my obsession of trying to learn Italian. Oh, okay. And so <laughs> I speak Spanish. When I go, when I go there, I just feel like I'm an Italian because I pretend <laughs> to know what I'm saying. Uh, no, I could. I, I, I honestly just think it's stunning. It's um, the people there are are. You can tell that they don't. What's that saying? You don't work to live. You um, you live to. I mean, you don't. No, live the to other work. way around. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't live to work. You work um, to live. And I yeah. really truly think that they embody that. Um, so when I when I go when I, I actually have spent you know weeks at a time in Italy, and it's just so nice to see people actually enjoying their lives and it's they live there it's not they're not vacationing there they're living no. there and you can see that they're enjoying they're enjoying it. Um, so that's a that's that's a that's a big one for me. I have a cousin who lives in Rome, and so when I oh. get to go to Rome, I I stay with her. And it's just, and you live like, oh, I get to live like a local, not just like a visitor. Mm -hmm. And it's like, go to the local mm -hmm. restaurants, go to the local, you know, do the local mm -hmm. things or get, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's like when you, when you have, when you have your first four hour meal, it's life changing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you like your first four yeah. hour dinner. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you go, I'll tell you this one particular place. I went to a restaurant. We went to a restaurant. The restaurant was on the rooftop and uh, you know, you're looking mm. at the, the stars and the, you know, they come out with the appetizers, they come out with a pre-meal, then they come out. Oh, you have to have whatever that you, you have a little drink. Then you have to have a smoke. Then you have to have the, and then it's like, it's just like, <laughs> it's the next one. And then the next one and the next one and the next That's one and the next one. And the whole idea, and then a little bit of rest, and and the whole t the whole idea is to experience, you know, experience your friends, um, the food, and then also the environment, mm -hmm. and um, you know, the lights, and, and it's just amazing. When, yeah, I, I'm with you. Italy is very, amazing. Very, very present. Like people mm -hmm. are present when they're having lunch with you. They're present yeah. when they're, you know, just it's 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 no one. They really are just present, which I think is so nice. It's refreshing. You know what I do, Zen, when I go to Italy? What's that? What's that? I actually do it with a lot of different countries. But so let's say if I get into a taxi or even uh, at a coffee shop getting a, a, a cappuccino or something, I don't know. Um, I actually ask, you know, the local saying like, hey, where would you, if you could pick right now where you want to eat lunch or where you want to eat dinner, where would you go? Yeah, mm -hmm. instead of, I do that. And so, yeah. So, so then I go eat at the most, the best local places and you walk in and there, everyone's there. Everyone knows each other and you're there and it's, they, you become family and it becomes this 
amazing experience instead of just going to like, you know, what you just normally think you should go eat because it's right there in the main street of the touristy area. But uh, I always ask, I always ask anyone who is a taxi or coffee or anything. And I always go to those places and they become epic. I always ask him, you know, the thing is, luckily I eat anything. It's like, what's your favorite? To, on the menu it's like mm-hmm. what what would you eat it's oh, like that's, that's what you know that's what i'll take you know and they're like you won't like it. it's like bring it bring it on i want to know what it is i've never had a disappointing time just i've never been disappointed oh. wow yeah I, I i do that as well my brother is big on that as well he loves asking well what would you eat if you if right. you're sitting right here <laughs> <laughs> if if you ever when have you have you been to the um the baths um the roman baths in I have uh, not. in so um i know for during august for certain you can actually go see the opera there Ooh, and so wow. it's an, it's wow. an outdoor opera and <gasps> when you go in august august is falling star month so it is the most surreal thing you'll ever do. Oh so you're you're watching the opera in in the Roman in a Roman evening, and then every once in a while, when you glance up at the right second, and then you just see a falling star while you're watching wow. an opera, and you're going, wow. it's 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 like a movie, you know, or or something, you know, and there's so many experiences to have in Rome, or you know, just like if you've ever gone drinking really late night in Rome, it's, it's, it's really just, it's an experience. So mm-hmm. it's really an experience. Oh, we need to write that down to have in our back pocket. When oh yeah. That's a great me. one. That's a good one. Thank you for that. And I want to yeah, go. It, it's a Roman yeah. Basque in, uh, they call it Carmen the Bass, uh, Carmen, or, you know, there's a theatre theatro dell'opera, the Roma, and, and they have them in the, it's the archeological site, you know? So it's like, anyways, do it. <laughs> I love that. Just do I love it. that. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, man, we've been, we've taken a lot of your time. I guess, how about one last question? Um, What's your next upcoming trip and why should we go? So I have two coming up that I'm hosting. Uh, One is to Thailand, which is in April. And the special part about this trip and the reason why I chose um, the time frame in April is because my group and I will be traveling during their New Year's. Um, Mm. And their New Year celebration is probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced because it's it's they use water to celebrate. And so it's one big water party for about three days. And it is and, and the whole thing about it is back then the older people couldn't visit the the Buddha up in the mountain and you and the Buddha would bless them with water. So people used to carry the old people on their backs um up wow. to see the buddha and they would get water so now it's just when you when you when they spray water on you or pour water on you you're getting blessed it's a symbolization of like you know you're here we carried you here's you know your blessing um so you have about two or three days of just water everywhere <laughs> random people going and pouring water over you and giving you a blessing um oh. and it's just so beautiful and fun and uh I, 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 I did this um, it, back in 2019 
And when I was given the opportunity to host the trip to Thailand, I go, I want to go on these dates because I need other people to experience this with me. Um, so yeah, so I have Thailand in April. It's April 12th through the 18th. A uh, very special moment um, on their New Year's Songkran is the name of it. Um, and then in September, I'm going to Peru. And Peru is going to be very special for me because I haven't been. Oh, <laughs> so, and And... My group trips, yeah, typically, typically I like to do group trips that I've been to because mm -hmm. I get to talk about them. But at the end of the day, I also want to have some new experiences too. And why not bring, uh, you know, people along with it, well, along with me. So um, I did partner up with a, a professional guide that's there that has helped me curate this specific trip. Um, and it's in September and it's going to be great because there's a lot of cool experiences, you know, with Machu Picchu, going to Lima, um, going to see the Rainbow Mountains, um, actually staying in a uh, an area that's kind of like a, an oasis in the desert that you can go sandboarding in. Um, it's just it's, it's going to be a really cool trip, which I'm very excited um, to host and have people come along with me. So, yeah, so Thailand in April and Peru in September with Caleb R. Travels. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm for sure probably going to have to join one of those. You, but... Yes, you do. I have a spot yeah. waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, also, thank you for all this time, right? We've we've spent a, a healthy amount of time talking about your experience. And um, I guess thanks to our listeners for tuning in into this special travel planning episode. We mm -hmm. hope that you guys had as much fun as we did. Um, and you can find our podcast site. Let us know if you like this or not. Um, and if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older destination uh, ones on Washington, D.C., London, and Austin, Texas, to name a few. Yeah, we're going to have to do a second Austin, Texas, now that you're you're actually on the ground. But um, no, we just, yeah, I'm, we're going to have to I'm do that. In the works. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll compare notes. So, uh, Midas and Paris <laughs> is the University of California Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production in partnership with Notes by Nicole dot com. Check them out at ce.uci.edu and n o t e s b y. N-I-K-O-L dot com. And thanks for tuning in. And also don't forget to go visit Kayla's site as well. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you. So happy to be here.